When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jam Journals is a proud partner of Yesterday's Concert Podcast and member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Welcome concert goers, music fanatics, and dirty rockers. My name is Lance Ingram, and in this episode of Jam Journals, we open the pages to May 8th, 2019. Grab your earplugs as we go to the high tone in Memphis, Tennessee for Rain Wolf. Light was suffocated from the room. Windows draped and covered with black sheets. We were trapped in a summer horror house. The only light emitted came from two towers containing six bulbs each and sat four feet apart. Following the stage direction, the musicians were clad in black head to toe. The tower's illumination shined on them like some kind of maniacal, overblown, divine entity. The little pale English skin they showed was almost translucent. These guys vampires? However, it was nearly impossible to focus on them, as they were in a constant state of coiling and thrashing. Noise pounded from the stage and waves so large and loud that I questioned if they were making music or a toddler's aggression. The drummer slammed his kit with such ferocity. I half expected him to get up mid-song and punch a hole in it, just for good measure. The bassist dropped into a headbanging crouch while the guitarist took a plucky, overdriven guitar solo. The notes did little to advance the song's melody, and served more as another opportunity to thrash about the stage. For most of the show, the guitarist's strap drugged the ground rather than hugging his shoulder. He forced his axe into his armpit and struggled to stabilize it, and on more than one occasion, he lost his grip mid-strike. The noise wailed in feedback, and miscued notes shrieked against the backdrop of noise. Finding their way through the guitar solo, the guitarists and basses leaned back to back against each other. They were lost in a rock and roll fever. The guitarist threw his back against the other musician and bounced across the tiny stage. Swinging his body around, he flung his left leg out and kicked at the musician. The bass player slashed through the air with the head of his instrument in retaliation. Are these dudes about to drop into an all-out melee on the stage? What is happening? Everything about this performance felt like it should have been bad. Amplifiers were stacked unevenly and even lopsided. Those tiny stage lights that left the room dark now burned and blinded the audience. The band played like feral animals on the cramped corner stage. And for all their efforts, 
There couldn't have been more than 20 people in attendance. Everything about this scene felt so underground. This is New York punk aisle in 1977. Small crowd, nonsense, noise, and songs that invoked the fear of God, yet more closely resembled Lucifer's rebellion. Nothing about this felt like something we were supposed to enjoy. If anything, it was something to be feared. Yet with each fudged note, the performance was exploding like dynamite in a cave. The band was Rainwolf, a project of frontman guitarist Jordan Cook. They were a garage band steeped in the blues as if Robert Johnson had sold his soul to psychedelics and distortion pedals instead. Their lo-fi garage rock was a take-no-prisoner sonic attack. It was made for crappy hole-in-the-walls, no-name bars, yet their music translated well enough that classic rock giants saw them fit to share a stage. At the time, Rainwolf had already been a band for seven years. They had opened for Black Sabbath in 2014, and would open up for The Who in a few months after this show. Despite the longevity of being a touring band, their debut album had just dropped two months prior to the High Tone show. I'd like to say I wanted more rock bands to model themselves after Rainwolf. They were a reckless approach to reinvigorating a genre that is somehow wholly unique and disturbingly kitsch. It was exactly what you want rock and roll to look like. Flailing limbs and headbanging that slings, not drips, buckets of water. Their teeth-cutting oral attacks of deafening volumes and youthful exuberance stained, chipped, and cracked their legacy into undervalued stages. But other bands can't do it like Rainwolf. They teetered the line between being bad and having the entire show go off the rails too closely. Their instruments were out of tune. The mix was bad. The microphones were so overlaid with reverb that the vocals would echo back before the singer could pronounce the next words. Everything about it epitomized lo-fi blues-inspired hard rock, but their minimalist approach is more genius than unbellished punk antiseptic. Towards the end of the show, the band moved the entire drum kit, piece by piece, onto the floor. The two string members yanked their cables into a whip and stretched them long enough to reach the drummer. Within minutes, the show had gone from stage to crowd. It was a sacrificial cult fire with the band at the center of the ritual. Whether in fear of displeasing the ringleaders or eager participants in the immolation, the audience formed a circle around the group. Sparse enough that no one had to stand outside the circle. Yet we were close enough that we were a few held hands away from a kumbaya situation. As an audience, we relished the proximity to unadulterated fear while the physical thuds of each note resonated in our sternums. Jordan bounced between the bass drum and a nearby riser. He elevated himself only a few feet above the audience but towered like a menacing dictator. He encouraged, or rather demanded, that the audience clap along with the beat. Much to Cook's delight, a handful of people attempted to start a circle pit, but proved difficult with only five people. After nearly 10 minutes of banging away, I realized that this wasn't even a song. The band hadn't formed any structure around their floor performance. Instead, it was an undomesticated and gritty hardcore jam. One fan who inebriatedly attempted to mosh during the opener had fully lost inhibitions by this point. She ran circles around the newly formed pit like some kind of sadistic duck-duck goose. And during a brief moment, we all lost track of her. Hey, hey, don't do that. Don't ruin this for everybody else. Jordan screamed over the other musicians. The audience followed his gaze to see the girl on stage. As if a child caught with her hand in the cookie jar, she began climbing off the makeshift Marshall stacks. 
but ever the petulant child, she reached for the knobs on the guitarist amplifiers. Jordan jumped from the riser and waved off the other musicians. Hey, I told you to be cool. Don't ruin this for everybody else. Can we get some help with her? The doorman approached the stage and nonchalantly waved for her to get down. When she refused, he swept her legs, threw her over his shoulder, and proceeded to leave the room. I guess she was a freaking enough flyer to do something like that. The musicians looked at each other and ramped back up to finish the jam. And that's how they chose to end the show. I've never been so hungry for just one more song. The hair that hung from Jordan's beanie was greasy. His clothes were soaked in sweat and dangling from his body, begging to be thrown out. These rags were beyond a good washing and made discount clothing look like Gucci. If his clothes were any indicator of how he felt physically after the performance, it's no wonder the band rushed to leave the stage behind. Cook jumped back on stage to turn off his gear and hurried to get away before the audience swarmed him. I approached him at the stage as he fiercely stomped off pedals and flipped amplifier switches. Come on, man. One more song. Just one more song. I pleaded. Other fans joined in the plea. No way, man. No way. He smugly grinned. Chants of one more song broke out and Cook waved them off before jumping to the floor and running back to the green room with his band. After barely an hour, seven songs, well, eight if you count the final jam, and a dose of hearing loss, the venue flipped the lights back on. The ambush was over, yet I was begging for another flogging. With rock and roll grasping for breath and yet another death rattle, it's nearly impossible to predict the future for a band like Rainwolf. There's not much room for a band so layered in the visceral distortion of a potential train wreck, yet delivers unequivocally fist-pumping fear. Whereas Rainwolf was an uncontrollable and vicious predator for 75 minutes that night, the next performance I saw by the band was decidedly reined in. It was about five months later and the audience was nearly double the size. It still doesn't say very much. But the performance was subdued either by the sun still peeking over the horizon or my preparation for the oncoming attack. It was still a spectacular and energizing set, but it was like watching the family dog be neutered. There was light-hearted banter between songs and the band members waved at the audience. They had a rapport with the crowd that wasn't entirely present at the previous show. I don't know what caused the tonal shift, but I longed for the fear. At the high tone show, Rainwolf was pissed off and launched a balls to the wall hard rock performance steeped in unfiltered garage rock. It was the only performance I've walked away afraid that the band actually might try to fight me. The band dared you not to love the show as they kicked in your teeth with brazenly undisciplined music. My own projections toward the second performance still have no bearing on the initial hypnotic performance. That night, my ears endured all the gnashing and grating noises with delight. The performance was an exciting reminder that to be cliche, rock and roll can never die. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Jam Journals and reliving one of my favorite concert memories. Have you seen the artist before? How was your experience? Similar? Better? Worse? Let us know on social media, at Yesterday's Concert. We're on all the channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. Give us a shout or shoot us an email at info at yesterdaysconcert.com. Until next time, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and check us out at yesterdaysconcert.com. And don't forget, take care of your shoes.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.